When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. We start with a massive massive news story that broke yesterday during the show. The Kinnahins at one point were just your ordinary criminal lowlife, selling and dealing drugs around the streets of Dublin. Lots of other criminal lowlife selling and dealing drugs around uh, the streets of Dublin and Cork and Galway and Limerick. But now the Kinnahins are a billion euro international cartel and three of them in particular are on America's most wanted list. How did all this happen and will they get them now? Stephen Breen uh, is crime editor of the Irish Sun and joins me. Stephen, good morning. Good morning, PJ. This was an enormous day for law enforcement internationally. Five million on the heads of Daniel Christie and, and one other of, of the Kinnahans. Like, this is huge. How did this all come about? It's incredible. Um, I think when we were given notification of the press conference taking place yesterday, obviously journalists were expecting a huge announcement, but when the uh, American ambassador to Ireland you know, publicised for the first time that these three individuals connected to the Kinnahan Organised Crime Group were now the subject, each on their heads, a reward of $5 million. It was staggering. I think people didn't see this coming. I, I think it's one of the most uh, stunning moves in, in Irish Skyland history. I think that even when you have the commissioner, Drew Harris, yesterday talking about it being a landmark day in the fight against organised crime, but also he indicated that it's the first phase in the uh, investigation into the dismantling of the Kennedy Organised Crime Group. But I think Yesterday's announcement and yesterday's strategy is the culmination of four years of, of intense negotiations between the Garda National Drugs and Organised Crime Bureau and also at a political level as well mm-hmm. with the Garda Drugs and Organised Crime Bureau meeting with their law enforcement partners in Spain, in Holland, in the UK and also in America. And I think it also signifies the threat posed 
kind of kind of an organized crime group. You know, these, as you mentioned at the start of your program, about a kind of street dealers. These are narco terrorists. And yeah. at the press conference yesterday, they were placed on the same level as drug cartels in Colombia, Mexico, Russia, and Italy. So this yeah. is showing that a group of Irish individuals who formed the Irish Mafia are at the heart of global reinforcement investigations. The, the name Kinehan is now as notorious in the drugs trade as the name Escobar. That's what it is, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, it, it has been. Uh, when my, my colleague and I, uh, Owen Collin and I, were researching material for our book, you know, we were able to obtain the Spanish investigation files into um, the, the Kinehan organization. And it was staggering. You know, the level of resource that was available to this crime group, the money that they had at their disposal, their resources, their connections. I mean, because when they moved to Spain, they built up a huge power base there. But crucially, they also spread their tentacles and, and established close contacts with some of the most notorious criminal gangs operating in Europe. And soon, it wasn't long before the Kinnahan organized crime group were considered as part of a European super cartel. But that just didn't be based in Europe. It also extended to South America as well. And, and that's why law enforcement agencies, through working closely with the Guardi, realized that the, this particular group posed a significant threat because of their involvement in arms trafficking, drug trafficking and murder. Stephen, I mentioned it before I brought you on there. You know, there are many hundreds of small-time drug dealers and scumbags on the streets of Dublin, on the streets of Cork, on the streets of Limerick. Mm -hmm. Small-time dealers. How do the Kinnahans, or how did they go from being small-time dealers on street corners to being this massive international drugs cartel? How did they build it up? Well, they built it up um, because they had one man at the top of that organisation, and that man was Christy Kinahan. When ultimately his first venture into the drugs trade uh, was a disaster because he was going to receive a six-year sentence for possession of heroin. But he used his time in prison, you know, to build up his uh, his contacts in the underworld. He also used to to learn languages, and he uh, adopted a, a business model. So when he came out of prison um, in the early nineties, his uh, mantra was that. He was going to build up this huge empire, and he went to southern Spain. It's when he was in Spain is when he cultivated these contacts um, through other serious organized crime players. And so it was him who, who built this up. It was him who had a business model. It was him who was extremely intelligent, but also, also very ruthless as well, and would let no one stand in his way. So it, it's down to him that once he built up this empire, his decision was to surround himself with people that he trusted. And, you know, blood ties are very important here because... He entrusted the, his everyday running of his operations to um, his, his two sons. Christopher Kinnan had responsibility, according to the Spanish files, for money laundering and other logistical uh, activities. Daniel Kinnan had, had responsibility for weapons and drugs. So it built up this huge network of, of contacts, of associates, and but also a huge money laundering network as well. Where we, we were astounded when we were researching this that they had the interest in the, the cement trade in China chicken feet in China, property developments all over Brazil, in Cyprus, Liechtenstein. It, all, it was all about making money and laundering that money through legitimate means. So from the early noughties and over 20 years, they've just built it up into a huge, um, a huge uh, massive uh, network. Yeah. It's, it's an astonishing story. So what happens now? There's a $5 million reward on each of those three, Daniel. Mm -hmm. Christie and Christie Jr. And then there's a list of guys who are embargoed or sanctioned. What does that mean? Does that mean basically they can't do anything now? 
and who are they? Well, well, it means in relation to you know the first of all, there were seven individuals named on that document by the U.S. Treasury Department yesterday. Three of those are the, the Kennehan Senior, Daniel Kennehan, and Christy Kennehan Junior. And four of their associates have also been named as being hit with economic sanctions. And that means that they can't do any business with any U.S.-owned banks, any U.S.-owned financial institutions. They also can't fly on any U.S. airlines. And, and because the Treasury Department will also identify um, other associates of these individuals who they do business with, and crucially, too, in terms of the money that they've gathered and the money that they've channeled through various networks, they've identified three companies that they claim that these individuals are associated with. So they won't be able to do any business in America. And I think it's also important that because of Daniel Kennehan's PR campaign to place himself at the, the, the top of tier of boxing, it's going to be very difficult yeah. for him to operate in the U.S., and they won't have access to the cash. So no question they're under serious, serious pressure. Yeah. International sports management, of course, they're involved in that. I think I may mm-hmm. well have even drank a vodka that one of them was involved in. And by saying that, I mean, you really don't know if you've ever been around Spain, for example, and the big holiday hotspots in Spain. You don't know whether you were involved drinking something or eating in one of their restaurants or having a pint in a pub that was connected to these guys because they lived cheek by jowl with the ordinary everyday people in Spain running this massive organised crime business in plain sight Yes, that, that was their life I, I think we, we all knew they were, were based in Spain, the Spanish authorities got extremely concerned about them around 2006 and onwards and then in 2008 uh, one of their henchmen was murdered by themselves, the, the Kennehan cartel, the, the Spanish believe, in 2008. So that was bad for tourism in Spain. And then in 2010, we saw Operation Shovel, where there's a major crackdown in cooperation with the Gardaí and the Spanish authorities into the gang. And numerous charges were levelled against them as the investigations continued. But um, nothing uh, has come of that as of yet. It's still ongoing. And then in 2015, obviously, the, the murder which kick-started the whole uh, Kenneth and Hutch feud, the killing of, of Gary Hutch. Um, yeah. I, I think that the, the, when the Kenneth gang responded to the, the killing of David Byrne at the Regency, that's when they, they decided to move Spain because they were worried about the international cooperation and they went to somewhere where there was no extradition treaty with, with Ireland. So they, they've been constantly on the move, but mm. they have the resources and the wealth to be able to do that. You, you, of course, wrote uh, the, the book, The Cartel, their definitive story of how they developed, which means you, you I, I suspect, Stephen, you, you and your colleague Owen know them better than most Irish journalists at this stage. What do you think is going to happen now? Will they be nabbed, particularly the three big guys? Will they be nabbed? Will they find themselves doing time in a, in a U.S. prison? Mm-hmm. I think it's going to take time. Obviously, with the commissioner saying yesterday, this is the first phase of the Garda strategy, the European law enforcement strategy to bring them to justice. I think it's about also gathering evidence and gathering intelligence. So if the guards gather enough evidence to bring them before the court, because it's possible because of the guideline legislation that they could be charged with directing the activities of an organized crime gang. But there's also the possibility that the Americans might take an interest in their activities. And I think it's also important that yesterday, 
for the first time we heard the guards talk about how one of their close associates, Daniel Kinahan's advisor, Sean McGovern, mm. is now the subject of a European arrest warrant. So they're, they're really under pressure. I think, um, obviously, Kinahan's attempts to portray himself as a legitimate businessman have ultimately failed now. I think his name, his brand, is going to be toxic. And I, I, I think you know the guards won't rush into any knee-jerk reaction. I think there'll be more pressure on the United Arab Emirates authorities because the Americans are now involved. So it's a multi-jurisdictional, a multi-law enforcement agency strategy and plan to bring them to justice, and that's what it means. They surely have enormous amounts of money squirreled away, which means they'll be able to get by for a while at least. Yeah, that's when we were researching the book, you know, we were looking at the Spanish investigation file and we had access to the Spanish wiretaps and they were listening into their phone calls in, in, in southern Spain and they could often have conversations with so much money they didn't know what to do with it. They were constantly setting up businesses in third-party names. So, And, and, and these were, were, you know, companies and, and firms and set aside in the Cayman Islands and all around the world were places where out of the prying eye of law enforcement agencies. So there's no question that you know, Daniel Kennehan will, will have obviously known that he will have, will have been the subject of major Garda investigations. And obviously, they will have taken you know measures to, to mm. make squirrel money away and have it hidden away and whatever they have. But um, there's no doubt that they, they, they have amassed huge resources. And some of the wiretaps, uh, we, we hear Christopher Kennehan Jr. talking about how well, he, he must not have been to the, 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 uh, the room to get nine grand because his dad needs nine grand to go just for a week a weekend away trip somewhere you know things like that you know the, the money was staggering it, yeah. it really was L- lastly uh, Stephen I'll put this commentary that's come in from John he said I don't know why there's all this popping and cheering whooping and cheering about this because any criminal being arrested will merely be replaced possibly by someone even worse why because people pe- keep consuming it's time to look at this as an anti-social act that fuels crime destroys families and cripples the health service. Well, the second, the first part of the comment rather than the second, they will be replaced by somebody else, but there really isn't anybody out of Ireland at least this big, is there, Stephen? Well, they will be replaced and that's the nature of organised crime, but yeah. look how long it's taken the kind of an organised crime group to, you know, to rise to the top uh, the top of the ladder in, in, in global circles in relation to uh, the activities and narco trafficking and it, it, it just goes to show that, you know, that there were there was someone there in Christy Kinahan who if ha- had adopted his skills to perhaps legitimate means could have had a very successful career but they chose to embrace crime. I was just thinking that if they'd used their business skills for legitimate means, God they could be employing mm-hmm. tens of thousands of people and making a massive uh, impact on the economy at home. Stephen thank you very much for being with us. That's Stephen Breen. Uh, uh, crime editor of the Irish Sun and author, co-author of a book called The Cartel, the shocking story of the Kinahan crime cartel, co-written with Stephen Breen and Owen Conlon. And that book, I've no doubt, will sell and shift a few more copies on the back of this development yesterday. Courts 96 FM.